A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Goldberg! He's ready! Oh, It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. Classic Nitro Review with myself, Tom Campbell, and our resident WCW kid, it's Sam Driver. I agree. Yeah. I agree. We are in a slightly different setup if you're a pink girl. This is quite exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, so. I'm in pink, you're in grey. That's the difference, yeah. nothing else. So, we're in, uh, we're in the news hub. What, do you know what I am the most proud of? What? Of my time here at Cultaholic is that this room. Yes. Behind the curtain, this room is known as the juggling room. Yeah, I want to get like a really nice <laughs> plaque in French that says like Le Jonglier Suite. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. It's called the juggling room because yeah. at that time I'd spent four <laughs> hours on Twitch trying to learn to juggle. And uh, I didn't learn in the end, but the room is now known as, the, I think everyone <laughs> just casually calls it the juggling room. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> It, you know, it makes you really believe that you learn to juggle, you know? Yeah. yeah. When, when, when the, the, the enamel around my heart finally crusts over and I stop yeah. breathing, uh, this will be wow. my legacy. Fucking hell. It's deep, deep, <laughs> it? it's deep, isn't it? This will be my legacy. Wow, look. The cholesterol clogs my veins. When, the, when, when, when all those years of eating nothing but crisps finally catch up. In 2036. <laughs> I didn't really think I'd be dead at 36, so I've actually lived beyond my means. This got dark quick. This Nitro! Nitro! Woo! Before we get in the past, how are you, Sam Driver? I'm all right, knackered. Yeah? Fucking knackered. Had a busy week, busy boy. Just, just busy, just real busy. And I've, I've, like, I've had a lot of fun doing it, but I promised a mate that I'd do a, a, a lyric video for his band, and one of the renders Ooh. is taking, like, it's took the fucking piss. It's been, like, four days of trying to get it right. Ooh. And it's, like, it finally looks like I got it right last night, so I need to get home tonight after my stream. And then fucking get it all exported. And then, then I might be able to sleep and start enjoying some Elden Ring. Maybe. Oh. How about you? Exciting, though. The renders, that I've seen some of your renders. Yeah, I've, I've not amazing. shown any of my 3D stuff publicly yet, but I'm going to start doing it soon. You showed me some on um, your birthday. Yeah, I showed you some on your birthday. There's some, birthday there's some stuff I've been working on. It's been quite nice, so... Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, look, this is a little break for you from all the, the nonsense of work. To do no, something. no, work's still there. It's just this is on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's it's me like adding a, to your work. It's like obsessive, <laughs> obsessive. Like I, I just really want to learn 3D. So I'm going, I'm, I'm editing all day, going home, having some ramen, editing all night. 
That, that's it. And then it's like, oh shit, it's 2 a.m. Um, I'm meeting ramen all night. <laughs> and then I sleep all day. Yeah. Except you don't sleep Except all day. I don't sleep all day. You're powered by Monster today. Yeah. She's off screen, but uh, just a cheeky, cheeky plug. Uh, this isn't even my favourite energy drink. You What's know? the best one? I like Relentless. Like A lot of people have gone off the, the traditional chemical poison bull piss flavour of energy mm. drinks. And I think that that is awful. <laughs> I think that's tragic. Had, you know, had Tesco had relentless zero sugar in stock, I would have bought that. Because I like the chemically horrible... I mean, shit, I used to, right, before school, there's no, no wonder I got fat. Before school, uh, I would drink like a litre of shit knockoff Red Bull like every morning. Mm-hmm. Like before high school, like a litre of it. Uh, and I'd have Haribo. So I was just fucking yeah, like I I I've got a thing for like the chemical paint stripper, awful. So like I, I see any new energy drink, I've got to try it. So I, I'm always whenever I'm in Tesco, it's like it's like the um, it's like curiosity. Yeah. Uh, I go to like the world food section. And it's like what's new, what crazy new foreign energy drinks have we got? Power Horse was my favourite. <laughs> I for like a long the time, sound of uh, it just has a football on the front of it and a black horse silhouette. <laughs> That's good. I, I was going to hope. I was hoping there was going to be a horse somewhere yeah. featured in it. Uh, blue? No, was it? It was no. Was it Red Rooster or fucking Blue Rhino or something? Red there Rooster was, like, was Terry Taylor. Everybody had their own like fucking shitty rip off Red Bull name. But there, there was like a rank. It's like Haribo. Like if I go to a different country, I've immediately got to buy as much of the Haribo as I see. Not necessarily to eat it all there and then, but like I still have to buy it because like, like I'm the a, European version I'm a fiend Haribo. for it. But but you know I, I'm actually a connoisseur is how I put it to myself. So I I can be a fiend for it. But yeah, if I go to France or like uh, Holland or just sorry the Netherlands or like anywhere in Europe, they always have weirder Haribo. Like mm. strange stuff. Like France, they had these whole f- like gummy footballs that were like huge, and I love the gummy ones. Mega roulettes are the best Haribo, by the way. If you're out there and you're wondering if you're looking for the gummy gummies, it's Mega roulettes. Funny Mix is my new favorite, though. They're all very waxy, very very waxy. They have like a new sour um, lightning bolt waxy one, and they've also got these like twin snake ones, which just looks like the snake machine broke and started printing off two snakes at once in different colors uh, so they made them sour and you can pick those up most places you have quite the affinity for chemically food yeah yeah if it if it ain't gonna if it ain't gonna really cause me problems later in life i don't want to eat it so i just like i imagine your cupboard is full of stuff <laughs> with like the sell by date of like 2029 i know my, my cupboard's actually our, actually because like right now i'm trying uh obviously like over the the last period of time however long it's been uh i've been losing weight so now my my house is literally like ramen selective healthy shit and fruit that is it. Like I, I don't have anything else in. There's occasionally a bottle of pop, like mm. but like zero sugar pop. But I'm trying to drink more water and squash. And oh my god, water's it's, boring, isn't it? <laughs> water is boring, but I love it. Like there's nothing better than freezing water. cold water. But if I get home and I've accidentally left my bottle out on the fucking table, I'm livid. I'm livid because like you can get freezing cold water out of the tap, but it's not the same as like ice cold water from the fridge. And I don't have a freezer big enough for an ice fucking tray. Right. Uh, uh, first world problems uh, yeah i I barely got a a a freezer big enough to fit a goodfellas pizza in it which is a good thing you know 
Yeah, it means function. I've just got to eat it immediately the that's second I buy six of them. You know, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh, I don't care if it's not cooked. Just toy it in. Well, you make a pizza sandwich, right? You you get oh, a pizza and you, you stick it between two other pizzas. With a good time. It's like a toast sandwich where you yeah. stick a piece of toast between two bits of bread or a bread sandwich. I do. Or a bread toasty where you get two bits of toast and a bit of bread. Oh dear, we've made people very ill today. I we made this thing called ultimate sandwich once me and my mate Luke oh, and there's two different ways to do it but ultimate sandwich is like imagine a calzone but use just real heavy proper like loaf dough so it goes in the oven full of like horribly unhealthy food you just basically make whatever type of pizza you want but then stuff it full of more of whatever you wanted and chips and then fold it over and cook it and then you've got to try and eat it in one sitting. That's that's why it's ultimate sandwich. The second time we did it, couldn't be asked to bake the bread uh, and make the dough. So <laughs> Luke just bought two of those massive fucking like Asda bloomers. We cut the ends off, we hollowed them, we just filled it with shit. Wow. <laughs> it was just the worst. The action, I've got a picture of him like six bites in, just like hanging out of a chair. Like a like a we weren't you weren't allowed to leave the room. Like you you had to sit and eat the fucking thing until somebody gave up. Amazing. What was the prize? Just nothing. <laughs> Bragging rights. Bragging rights. King of Teesside. You are. <laughs> I crown you king of Teesside. I know to be king of Teesside, you have to cram at least three palmos into an ultimate sandwich, which would Ooh. be possible. Yeah. Like a weird sort of Tadokan type affair. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you'd have a tadokan. Nah, see, I'm not a big fan of like mixing foods too much. No, no, I'm not I'm even like, surrounded I'm, by bread. I'm pretty strange. Bread, bread encapsulates it. That's fine. <laughs> it doesn't surround it. It, it encapsulates bread. It. Bread just bread. Bread makes fucking everything better and everything <laughs> it manageable. It makes it you makes know, it like lot. Sam. You're gonna lose your leg. <laughs> I'm just crying into a loaf of bread, but I'll feel better. And then the doctor's slowly taking the bread off me and going, this is why you're losing your leg. <laughs> Fat fuck, come on. And I'm just wrestling with him. It's like, no my bread. No my bread. If I can't have bread, you might as well take my heart. <laughs> oh my God. Let's go back to a time where... where Mr. Wonder- Driver, we are going to take your heart and replace it with a donor. Hooray. No, a donut. Oh, I've always said donut. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna get a Duncan. So let's go back to 1995. Yeah, as an aside, prominent <laughs> as in a, a smaller side. So uh, we are in December the fourth. December yes. the the earliest. December. The, what date did I give you? I didn't write the December date. December the, the earliest. Is the it, we are we are very early into uh, December the fourth, 1995. Uh, so uh, this week in the world, uh, in the charts in America, Mariah Carey, Boys to Men, One Sweet Day, still hanging on in there at the top of the charts. For Christ's sake! Over somebody, here in the UK, somebody release something. Still hanging on in there, Robson oh, and Duran. Fuck off! There's they're no way. Done. They're nearly done. There's no way. I think next week their time is up. This is the last week because they they just drop off a cliff. Right, don't they? they? Their career just goes... Soldier, soldier, soldier this song, gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Still in there. Uh, the Bill- Robson Green re-emerges. Jerome doesn't re-emerge until... Doesn't until Jerome, until Bron. Travel program. He's, he's Bron, isn't he? Of course he is. Yeah. Bron Breaker. From, from Got. Oh, he's <laughs> Bron Breaker for a second there. Uh, this week in the, in the music world, the Billboard Music Awards take place. Yes. Hosted by John Stewart. I thought you were going to say John Cena there for a second. <laughs> Hello, I am a 14-year-old John Cena. You don't know who I am. 14-time birthday <laughs> champion. You can't see me. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, TLC won top artist in the billboards. Yeah, I see that. Real McCoy won the top new artist. 
Was that the, Real McCoy? Another, was it Real McCoy another night, another day? Another night, another dream. There's so many fucking flash in the pan artists in the 90s. Yeah, I'm going to check. When was, when was Pump Up The Jam? That's got to be like 91, right? Pump Up The Jam. Because Pump Up The Jam's a fucking banger. Yeah, I'll check. I'll find that out. Let me just find out what The Real McCoy did. Yeah, find out The um, Real McCoy first. But yeah, Technotronic and fucking Pump it, Up The Jam. They all just, sounded very oh. similar around this time, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Real McCoy. Yeah, it's yeah, almost like you could night. say that about any generation, particularly yeah. ours. Real McCoy did do another. Hey, <laughs> they did do another night, another day, but ah, like a okay. of love. Uh, yeah. Pump up the jam. Pump up the jam. Wind it up. Why your feet are stumping? Technotronic uh, released in 1989. Wow, really? Well, they they were pumping up the jam way ahead of time. Yeah. Jeepers, they were doing all sorts of things for preserves. Uh, the top album, Hootie and the Blowfish. Rub the Marmalade just wasn't as successful <laughs> yeah. as a second follow-up single. Well, no dab on the Marmite. Hootie and the Blowfish, though. Yeah, Cracked Rear View, top album. No, okay, like go. Hootie and the Blowfish. A bit wanky. A bit, a bit really, really, sorry, I was eating the microphone there. Really wanky. But at the same time, yeah, yeah. You, you seem to have read John Stewart's script. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the album, bit wanky, really, really wanky. <laughs> but man, yeah. uh, Janet Jackson won the Artist Achievement Award. Well yeah, done, no surprise that Janet. Uh, in the film world, the US box office, Toy Story was number one still, and in the UK box office, it was still Golden Nine. Neither of those things will catch on. They'll never catch on. Not one of them will make a good N64 game. <laughs> Just disregard that one of them's like entry 20 into a film series, but neither of those <laughs> will catch on. Luckily, this is the last we'll ever have to talk about. Is it Pixar? <laughs> <laughs> Despite the, fact, James Bond. despite the fact that the N64 has been demoed, we yeah. are still making SNES games. Mega Man X3 came out this week. Bang, it's a belter. Yeah. Uh, the NBA referee strike is over this week. So the NBA announced a lockout of referees because of a no-strike clause. Everybody loves fucking official lockouts. I mean, mm. the, the, the NFL's had player strikes before where players have just gone, not playing! Yeah. And they just, they've had to replace the players. That's the thing. Like the, Everything has to go ahead. Yeah. So, like, the quality just diminishes horribly. Like, but the, when I was first getting into NFL properly, like, it was 2012 season was the first season I had Sky and was it watched the whole fucking season. And we had Red Zone and everything. But that was the season, I believe, where the officials, like the referees, just went, yeah, we're on strike. So they had to bring in other officials who weren't as good, and it just led to chaos. <laughs> like, absolute <laughs> chaos. There were so many calls and, like, flags being thrown. It was just like, what? And, like, massive things just being missed. And it was like, what the fuck's going to happen, like, next week? And it, it really got irritating, so. Uh, I, I do quite appreciate, in, in hindsight, the, the reason for the strike was because they were told you can't go on strike. Well, you're not allowed. So we'll go on strike. Capitalism. Until we can go on strike. Oh, shit, Sam. Cool that down, you dirty (laughs) commie. You don't want all of the Americans thinking you're a communist because, you know, that's still definitely a big thing. (laughs) Fuck me. McCarthyism really worked, didn't it? It You want free health care, you fucking Stalin lover. Oh, my God. (sighs) Night. (laughs) <laughs> I love how all three of these podcasts have such different vibes. <laughs> I'm so proud of the of, of what we've cultivated. <laughs> how with you, with you and I, it's like capitalism, communism, Stalinism, blah, blah, blah. ultimate sandwich. <laughs> yeah, ultimate sandwich. With Jackins, we'll talk about uh, Mulligan and O'Hare and Vic yeah. and Bob. Yeah, and then with Math, it's just like any good N64 references lately. <laughs> 
Three very beautiful cross-sections. You'll enjoy all three next week because on the classic SmackDown review, we've hit WrestleMania X7. Yeah, because you've been going ahead without me, haven't you? We had to carry on. We couldn't wait for 95 to carry we'd, we'd have had to pause the podcast for five years. See this? This is typical, <laughs> typical anti-WCW rhetoric. <laughs> mate, wait. Bullshit. Mate, you wait till Absol- Saturday's episode. Saturday's episode of SmackDown Review, the week that WCW gets bought. That Little didn't happen. Echo for you. It didn't happen. Little future echo Fake for news. You. Fake news. I'm re-establishing my connection with the American <laughs> audience. Fake news. I bet you work for CNN, Tom. I couldn't tell you who I work for because I don't know myself. But um, X7 next week, we at the Classic Nitro Review are joining up with the SmackDown Review and the and the Raw Review. Three Toms. Three Toms. Christ. <laughs> That'd be horrifying. <laughs> But we're and we're all going to get together and we're offering an alternative commentary to WrestleMania X7. It's Crisis on Infinite Assholes Two: Electric Boogaloo. We're back for WrestleMania weekend. I'm so excited. I am shitting next week. I'm <laughs> don't fucking, we're all like, sat together. I, I don't. I like usually by this time. Yeah. Right. Everything is on fire. Mm. Everything is. The last panic two stations. we've been working remotely, which is yeah, and difficult. I mean that that was oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Like the the reactions on the the remote cuts, like thank you very much, but they were some of the most mind destroying edits <laughs> I have ever had to fucking process. Having to sync like eight cameras across one live thing, <laughs> and then like you get two hours into it and you realize one person was definitely not in sync, and you're like. Nah! You've got to go back and make every other cut again. And then got it all lined up. And I think I straight up, like, after the second night last time, or it might have been 2020, after the after that whole thing, I just fucking collapsed into a heap in bed and didn't wake up for, like, 20 hours. <laughs> I was just, like, gone. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Boom. It is very I'm out. much our, <laughs> yours especially, like our, our, our pretty much our, may, our, our mania week, ironically. Yeah. Best yeah. way to describe it. To the point where uh, in, in another little job I do on the old QT, on the old mm. Sly, uh, I have had to message them and just say, look, uh, take me off the, the cover list for next week. <laughs> I'm not available next week. Let's Get just assume that if, I'm, if I'm not sat at my desk or in front of a camera, I'll be slumped over with like half an eaten egg McMuffin, <laughs> just like gently like wicking grease into my pants, <laughs> just like lying there snoring with my mouth open at my desk until Piers just gently nudges me so I shut the fuck up. It's like, <laughs> Sam, you're, a, you're dribbling there, and I'm just like, uh <laughs> we're ready our bodies are ready for Wrestlemania week next week and we'll do a little watch along yeah. to, to, to add to the chaos uh, but that's next week meanwhile back in 1995 uh, that's the real world what about the wrestling world this week in particular WCW's wrestling world well last week in the ratings uh, Raw scored 2.3 and Nitro same again 2.5 hey, footprints uh, <laughs> in the Observer uh, Eric, Dave Meltzer reveals that Eric Bischoff continuously watches Raw on a monitor that many fans in the building can see during the live shows. So if he acts distracted on commentary, that's why. Because he's constantly Bish, watching. Bish, Bish, <laughs> Bish. Yeah. He's, and, and sometimes you listen to him and you can tell that his head's somewhere else because he's seeing what they're doing. And, but oh, they're counter-programming it, on the fly. The it, 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 same one you'd see on NXT recently. Well, recently, I guess recently, if you want to look back mm. like over the last couple of years. Um... You'd see, you know, 
camera guys and and vision mixers watching AEW at the same time as NXT when they were going head to head, and it's it offers you a range of things. Obviously, Bischoff it gives him the exact what's happening in front of him, and then two, it provides an easy out. Uh, so if they know WWE is going to commercial, like they can kind of structure their programming around things as they're happening live. So if there's like some huge reveal, mm-hmm. they can spoil it or they could go, oh, we're going to move the card around. We're going to do this instead because they're having this in their main and we're going to do that. So it's lots. Yeah, they can mix it up. Uh, the plan right now, starting on the 8th of January with the show in Charleston, Nitro is going to take two shows a week. So they're not going to be live every week anymore. That will change. Yeah, they will. They will change that. Um, it's expected to save the company about two million dollars, they reckon. But they will. Uh, they'll change that up. Uh, WCW ran a rare house show in Denver the other night. Uh, this was a make good show for an event that they missed due to uh, was that other the commitments. this is the Denver one? Is this the show they missed due to the New Japan obligations? Yes, indeed, yes. yeah. So they did this. So uh, uh, three thousand fans, about a thousand paid. So they papered it quite a bit. Uh, it was end, the main event, a battle royal won by the Giant. That's how you know you're popular. People yeah. can't take enough free tickets off your hands <laughs> and then don't show up. Yeah. You go back to Bischoff being like, you give them all away. He's like, yeah, sir, every ticket, all 15,000 of them. And he's like, the dumpster just full of tickets. And then, yeah, that, the next bin over from where the guy was stood is just people just <laughs> show was said to have done been among the worst with nobody working hard everybody blaming it on Dennis Condroy's <laughs> ring being so old you couldn't work in it so they'd rented a ring from a local promoter and were all complaining that the ring was naff because Dennis so Condroy yeah he's a promoter from he's a wrestler isn't he wrestler. wasn't he part of the Midnight Express oh wrestler slash promoter is promoting uh, at this point I think I might be very very wrong I'm sure uh, Sam Driver will check for us Dennis Condry. I uh, think he would have been. Um, but either Express. There yeah. you go. But either yeah. So they he he gave the ring for the show, and everybody kicked off because it wasn't very comfy. <laughs> Wrestlers, eh? Wrestlers, eh? They are some of the most nitpicky people. <laughs> for people that have no problem just sticking their whole hand up a sweaty ass to lift somebody up, <laughs> they are some of the most delicate people when it comes to like hey this tour bus isn't exactly free but you're in it for an hour <laughs> an hour it's an hour out of your it's a lovely big hotel at the venue <laughs> one other little bit of news to give you this week before we get into the uh, the rigors of this week's episode of nitro this is i didn't even know yeah. that this was on the cards but apparently this was so we've seen a few of hogan's mates coming in from up north brother i don't know what you're on about oh, i'm talking about john tenter i oh, you know john tenter was always with wcw <laughs> tenter was permanently a wcw yeah guy. no they they had a rip-off version <laughs> of him up north but <laughs> well it continues uh according to dave belton the observer the bushwhackers are supposed to come into WCW uh, as uh, as Down Under. Oh, sorry, Luke and Butch from Down Under. Because they can't call them the Bushwhackers. And they'd come out to a shit Jimmy Hart rendition of Men at Work's Land Down Under, wouldn't they? Oh, they would have done, wouldn't they? And the lyrics would be like, do you work in a ring down under? Oh, my God. And it would be, it would have one note different to the song. And dun, then dun, when, dun, when dun, Men dun, at Work dun. take up the court, America's, America's legal system just goes, fuck you, <laughs> kicks them to the curb. And it's like, Jimmy Hart, we award you a million dollars in damages. Jimmy Hart, and then like a guitar again. riff just plays. The judge gets up and starts shredding. 
and then an eagle like picks him up and they fly away. That's American justice. <laughs> We've just got an old bloke in a wig going, order! They've got, you know, eagles and guitar riffs more and exciting. shit. Yeah. Far more exciting. I watched My Cousin Vinny recently and that proves it. Like the stenographers and stuff, that's not actually, it's a fucking sweet ass keyboard solo <laughs> they've been working on the entire time. You've got the headphones in, just like fucking you're not keen on the idea. I mean, I wasn't keen on Luke and Butch from Down Under until you said Jimmy Hart would have done a knockoff of Network. 95. Now, like, look, I I know that... They were they were old hat in they WWF were, at this point. They were old hat in WWF at this point, but they were still very much beloved. Yeah. And are still to this day very much beloved. So you, you can't physically, no matter how shit you might find the match... And no matter how paint-by-numbers you might find the match, it doesn't matter from which era, but if you go and you look at any Bushwhackers match, you can't tell me when they're still making their entrance in the same way. You don't get that little sense of joy you had when you were a kid. So I, I kind of, while I'm kind of like, what the fuck? I can still be like, yeah, I can see kind of why maybe they're, they're funny and if they can put maybe a new edge on them. They might prove to be popular again. I can't get over like the more you look into the history of the bushwhackers, like how Vince saw the sheep herders. Yeah, just these these gnarled, ugly, aggressive. Oh men yeah, from New Zealand. and like I went babyface and wrestling, wrestling down there, like wrestling down there and in Australia and everything. It, it's it's like fuck. <laughs> like it, it's 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 very much in line with the southern U.S. territories. It, it's fucking. Big hard blokes drinking their beer and having a fight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then there comes Luke and Butch licking people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a cheeky Phenomenal. bite. Uh, will we see it? Spoiler, we don't. But what a lovely dream. What a lovely alternate reality that one day we might visit where they come out to. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> they would as well. They would as well. Quite land down it's under. Like, I can't remember. There's somebody who's got to fucking rip off Hot for Teacher that we as we've been watching. So like you know, Hot for Teacher has that drum intro that sounds like a motorbike engine, uh, just kind of idling. Somebody's got that big, like it's all it's like a rip off Hot for Teacher style intro. Uh, and then it just goes into like a bit of a tap and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like just, you are on TNT. Motherfucker, Ted Turner can afford Hot for Teacher. <laughs> he can. There's no way that they couldn't have afforded licensed music. They could have. But they, they, I mean, the, the fucking, the state of the WCW house shows, just as an aside here toward the end, yeah. was so bad that like people would come out to licensed music because of ego. Yeah. So... You'd be at a house show. You'd have maybe like Vampiro comes out to the Melvins, and it's like okay, yeah, that, that not Melvins, uh, like the, the Misfits. Yeah, okay, that works. Uh, and you have a couple of other people coming out of the WCW themes, and then you get Kevin Nash coming out to some random ass song, and everybody's like, "Come um, the Fugees quite a bit, I'd imagine." I think so. Yeah. There was there was another one that NWO would come out to, I think, and I remember it just being like, "Was it like people the Fugees are, ready or not?" No, I think it was a different one. I definitely. Oh. I, uh, trying to remember what the fuck it was but i remember just l- reading stories from people who had attended house shows at the time were like no idea who the fuck was coming out until got through the curtain <laughs> oh it's kevin nash yay <laughs> they just didn't care really, <laughs> they really didn't care uh let's go to wcw we are live and bobby heenan is chatting with mongo and eric bischoff to get us started uh mongo with pepe Bobby Heenan has weasel wafers with him this week. Yes. On the Bobby, commentary Bobby table. Bobby Heenan has a weasel in a bag of crisps. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's rattling round and causing a distraction. While Pepe, the beautiful little angelic dog, is dressed up like a dead dog. It's 
weird, isn't it? Yeah. He's got his little angel wings and his halo. I think I know what the weasel wafers thing was, because I think I had one. Matthew was saying, I think that he was like, my granddad used to have one of those or something. He's put him in his trousers. <laughs> what? Yorkshire, innit? Ferrets. <laughs> What they do in Yorkshire? Oh, you just meant the whole bag of fake crisps. No, I meant the, I meant the, I meant the weasel. Just, 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 oh my God, just like crunching <laughs> and like make it rattling and making all those noises. I meant, uh, the, I meant the weasel because they used to, because the ferret in the trousers Every single is step classic... is just a thousand crinkles. <laughs> <laughs> what crunchy trousers you have, Grandpa. Uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, but I think it's one of those, I think it's either that or it's one of the, the battery powered Ferrets in a ball, with yeah. a ball, and it's like sealed inside it's like a bag. New from JML, yeah, and you put new from JML. And I'd love that. Let job, it go man. around. It's, <laughs> I, it's like a dream job. Could well, you imagine being the guy that shills shit? <laughs> like not just shit. I mean, like it's it's a shame now because we don't have Woolworths, but Woolworths was JML the shop. Yeah, but uh, if you go to Wilco's, you go to the home section. There's sometimes a little there's, JML there's a little thing. JML section, and every time I'm like, hey, look, it's the magic eraser, and it's just like I could sit and watch JML teleshop and adverts forever. They're so shit and amazing I oh my god I remember they to I, just I, be I, the guy that gets paid to be like all you from JML I bought a wiggly from JML <laughs> what which was a little worm yeah. on a bit of invisible string ah. and you'd feed it up your arm and then everybody go oh look it's a real do you worm. remember the teleshopping boom when Sky Digital we got so like the UK we had what was it on digital we and had then, on digital, which was like the ITV. And then digital. Sky went satellite, like digital satellite, rather mm. than just being sat and cable. Uh, and then, yeah, teleshopping just took off. Sky had a, a, a TV, there's a button you could press for the TV guide stuff, and, and there was a shop option. Yeah. 10 points if you can remember what Sky's TV shop was called. <gasps> 10 points. I can't even, because I used to just spend all my time playing Beehive Bedlam. It was well. You, in that case, you'll you well one excellent taste, uh, and two you'll know because there was a button that you pressed and you left behind Bedlam. Yeah, it took you to the other options and it gave you the shop option and the shop was called Open. 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 Simply called Open. I like Beehive Bedlam. It was available as an app for a while, you know. I think you can still get it. I hope whoever With made original... Beehive Bedlam made coin. I think they made the app. Because okay. it was that successful uh, a TV game. It's great. I if you never, if you don't know what Beehive Bedlam is, then for the love of God, go Google it and immediately oh. find a way to play it and play it. Because that was our childhood. If you didn't have the full Sky package, yeah, me and my brother quite regularly. <laughs> or money for video games. Beehive Bedlam. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a key moment in our. Occasionally, lives. I'd like plead with my mom, "Can I have a pound to play on this one?" And it would be some <laughs> fucking random bullshit game that was just as bad. But like, <laughs> It was a beautiful, beautiful time. It was um, just, it was just Puyo Puyo, but oh yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was Buster Move or whatever. <laughs> I think Buster Move was superior. Buster Move's great. Da, 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 I've got da, this uh, VR version. I have to bring it in for you. <gasps> it's but, a VR version yeah, of Buster for, Move for Bob's fortieth birthday. Oh my god! Uh, but you got like a slingshot, and it's instead of it just being like a flat line, it's like a geometric shape that's moving in front of you. And it's slowly moving up toward a black hole in the sky, and you've got to get them all before they get in the black hole. That's amazing. But obviously, if you shoot and it pops the middle of like a huge sphere, then everything else drops off. We'll do that on a stream. Bring it in. We'll do it on a stream. We'll do it on a Twitch thing. Need need space. Dude, that'll make space. We'll you need out. space. You sound like we'll Alex. Work it out. <laughs> 
fucking hell. <laughs> she's never said Deep that. Deep cuts today from she's, Tom. She's never said that. She <laughs> loves me. Um, I do keep threatening to get a VR thing at home yeah. and, and say, look, I'm just, I keep saying to look, I just think we could make a lot of money if we put that on your head and you played Five Nights at Freddy's on it. She's just no. I no. see. I I tried Doom and Doom alone was just fucking. It was too intense. Yeah. It was just like I'd constantly forget about behind me with it being VR. Mm-hmm. So I'd just be like charging down a fucking hall and it'd be like ah ah oh ah, and I'm just hearing shit behind me. And then you turn and it's like right over your shoulder and you're like ah. <laughs> oh my god, it's bloody exciting though. I like that. Uh, so anyway, weasels. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the opening lines uh, the, of Nitro. Anyway, anyway, the, Fuck me. anyway, the commentators at Nitro. Bischoff reveals that less than an hour ago, Sam and Tom started the classic Nitro review. Uh, less than an hour ago. What the fuck is wrong with that? <laughs> Nobody listens for the Nitro review. They come, they come for the extended content, apparently. <laughs> Hashtag content. Eric Bischoff has revealed, come on, Sam, come back to me. Eric Bischoff revealed that less than an hour ago, uh, Hulk Hogan, the Giant, and Ric Flair were on probation for what happened last week because Hogan hit a ref, the Giant attacked Savage, and Flair attacked Luger. The only one that did anything truly wrong was Hogan. Does the probation stick? I have no... Oh, spoiler, no. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> Why? Why? Do, and somebody put this on Twitter, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember who put it. But it's a really valid point. Why do WWE, sorry, not just WWE, why do all wrestling writers assume that wrestling fans have this weird obsession with, like, corporate and, and admin? Because it's always, like, battles for power. This wrestler suspended. Well, wrestling was fake by this point. General manager, yes. Still. So the the curtain was being drastically lifted. As we moved through the 90s, mm. more and more and more and more and more, and more people became i mean a lot of people were already aware of the fact that wrestling was predetermined and you know vince's trial led to a lot of that really making it out into the public for anybody that didn't know and then by the time you know well fuck by the time i was in school wrestling was cool till you were about nine uh and we had obviously the attitude era and stuff so maybe about the age of 11 and then it was just it's fake so i think as it as more people became aware of the, the the backstage nature of wrestling, the politics and the skeezy side of things that you don't see in front of the camera, mm. more people became more obsessed with that. And I think that became the interesting thing about wrestling rather than the wrestling itself. So wrestling fans still very much enjoyed the action in the ring. They might have known there was backstage politics for a few years, but they enjoyed both mm. to a degree, or some preferred the, the ring stuff, some were all about the drama. But I think by this point, the the public that are becoming invested in wrestling uh, are either going to be swept up into this wave that's coming very soon with the Attitude Era. Um, but they're, they're slowly becoming more and more aware. I mean, the Attitude Era itself plays a lot off of the tropes of it being predetermined and, you know, Mr. McMahon at the top calling all the shots that so you screwed Bret Hart over and all this stuff. And I think that's... That's what becomes the more interesting part, even to this day. Like, people are more interested in the backstage bullshit than the week by week. That's a fair shout. And it's just them reflecting the fact that people are more interested. Yeah, so if you if you lean into it, you don't have to be stood there going, this is all fake. But if you lean into it like, you know, uh, these people have been suspended and blah. And then, you know, it, it gets horribly wrong by the time Russo's out there not losing matches. But um, <laughs> it's... 
it's a way to kind of lift the curtain and be like, hey, there is some bureaucracy behind this. Yeah. And, you know, it's got to be ran through an office and we got to do this. And, well, they're not going to be happy because they're, they're all mates and they travel together. And oh, I'm sure he's not going to be very happy about this. Him and Hogan go back years. And I think it, it, it kind of flares up the personal animosity between the talents as well as playing into that backstage drama shit that was slowly having the curtain lifted on it. If you don't know, Sam, just say. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, boy. <laughs> No, all very valid, <laughs> valid points. And it's, and it's actually a good way to look at it I never thought of before. Uh, into the show itself. We open, as we did on Nitro 2, with the World Tag Team titles on the line. It's Harlem Heat versus... American males. American males. American males. American males. American males, 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 Beautiful. Do you come from land down under? Yeah. Uh, it is uh, now booze for the American males. Did you notice this? Uh, no, because Ooh. who would boo Scotty Riggs and Marcus Backwell? I'll tell you who. Some of the people here tonight. You Arizona can suck at Arizona. Okay. Are having a you do what? Time. Get out of there, you bloody big desert. <laughs> Yeah, go get some water. Yeah. Or, or a casino. They don't even have Area 51, <laughs> do they? That's in Nevada. You yeah. suck, You've Arizona. probably got Area 50. It's crap. You've got Scottsdale. Ooh, <laughs> oh, sick bird. All those Dales of Scots. Uh, the crowd like Harlem Heat, though. Yeah, how can you not? Yeah. The fucking Booger T. Oh, man. <laughs> good, uh, good teamwork by Bagwell and Riggs put them in control after an early beating. As the match goes on, Colonel Robert Parker of course appears ringside with a red box. Uh, what in the bag? <laughs> Frosted flakes. Sherry opens the box and the camera is perfectly positioned to not see what's going on. Yeah, it's she just, seems to open it and then there seems to be what looks like tissue paper and then the tissue paper turns out to be like a shawl. Yeah. And then it kind of just goes back to the action. Booker T looks a bit pissed off. Yes. So she's got like this shawl on yeah. all of a sudden and they're watching the match. And then, like, I thought, okay, that was bad. We missed a key bit of the story there. Yeah. But I don't worry. I'm sure they'll get it right going forward. <laughs> And then, if you if you're eagle-eyed, and you have to be eagle-eyed if you're watching Nitro this week, you'll notice as the match is going on, Robert Parker pulls out another item from the box and puts it on Sherry's finger, and then I think he gets down on one knee and proposes. They don't reference this on commentary. They're no, too busy watching you just, the match. You see them walk out, and Sherry is walking out like this at the camera. Yeah. And it's Sorry. at that point, and the commentators are going, "Hey, what, what's happened? What's she got there? What's she got there?" And then, and then Bishop takes finally, the ring off and goes, "Yeah." And Bishop finally, after all that hand gesturing, <laughs> finally puts the two together and goes, "Oh, he proposed. They're getting married." Did he get her a bracelet? Okay, <laughs> now, yeah, the bracelet that goes with your finger, Mongo. Oh, you fucking. Um, anyway, they walk off. Uh, Matt rumbles on to a fairly disinterested crowd at this point. At one point, they chant Sherry. So, great. Uh, and they, they saw it. 
End comes when Booker hits the Harlem Hangover on Buff Bagwell. Uh, Riggs leaps across the ring to break up the cover. Doesn't make it, but top marks to Riggs, who like bursts into existence. Yeah. Like he fell through a portal yeah. to try and break up the cover. Can we just say the American male's entrance jackets are fucking banging? They, they are, are perfectly on point. I believe one says American and one says males on they hope they stand the right way around. Males American. <laughs> males American. Males American. Males American. Males American. Males American. Bless them, eh? Okay, so... Okay, they've missed two key moments uh, on com- com- of commentary and yeah. the camera crew. I'm sure it won't go wrong again. Uh, well, this was the most exciting match of the night, so... Yeah, well, that's exciting. Batten down the hatches. Uh, <laughs> as, Harlem, as Harlem Heat leave, Stevie Ray... Uh, gets into a bit of a back and forth with somebody in the crowd yes. before leaving. The camera zooms in on the person in the crowd. And I was like, that's a pretty good shot there. They caught the mm. fan really well. It must have been quite a heated exchange or something. Yeah. The fan's really pissed off. Fan's like screaming abuse and throwing his hand. It cuts back to Stevie Ray on the hard cam, just fucking flipping him off. And Eric Bischoff uh, lets us in on what's going on here by going, well, we're going to come back from break to... Hey, oh... What, what was that about? Is that a fan? Says Mongo. Okay, so a thanks to commentary for being <coughs> fucking useless <laughs> in the first 20 minutes of Nitro. So, I, I, okay, it got to the point where I thought they're not going to tell us who this is. Yet there's, and, and normally it can just be a fan just, just kicking off and whatever, yeah. whatever. But there was a very deliberate zoom in on this particular person. And I'm not up on a lot of American stuff let alone American <coughs> sport. So I ended up doing a, grabbing the picture of this guy and putting it into the work chat and going, does anyone know who this is? I feel like it's somebody that's quite important. And then thank you to Fraser Porter, uh, who, who managed to recognize this was AC Green, who was a player, a basketball player for the Phoenix Suns. And... And so that was quite an, int- an intriguing bit of the story that they were obviously right. building a little something, maybe just for a one night, maybe just to crack, just to pop a headline to, between AC Green from the Phoenix Suns basketball team, the local basketball team, and Stevie Ray. But again, no mention of it on commentary. I don't think WCW and basketball will ever work out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll work out better than we ever hoped. It depends who you ask. It depends which accountant you ask. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Back from break, Mean Gene is here to talk turkey with Sting and Lex Luger on the entrance ramp. And Sting's got like half his face paint on. He's he's not. He was almost like he wasn't quite ready to. It's almost like he was like, and they went, "Sting, get the fuck out there! Sting, get the fuck out there!" And he's (laughs) like, "I'm not supposed to be on for fifty. Get out there!" And somewhere, a very young Darby Allen is going, "Hmm, half a face paint, eh?" Mm, what an idea. Um, mean Gene talks about the triangle match for Starcade. So this is the, uh, this is quite a revolutionary thing that's coming with Dub C Dub because the idea of having three people in a match at once wasn't massively done. The first triangle match in North America uh, was a tag team one. It was Smoky mm-hmm. Mountain. It was uh, in Beckley, West Virginia, March 28th, 1993. It was the Rock and Roll Express versus the Heavenly yeah. Bodies versus Dutch Mantel and Jimmy Golden. The first singles one. Yeah. Do you know that one? It's quite a famous one. No. No frame, you don't know? What is it? Uh, Feb 1994, the night the line was crossed, an ECW promotion. Ah. Shane Douglas versus Sabu versus Terry Funk. I think we should apply it to more sports. Like, I couldn't give a shit about football or I'd soccer love, to Americans. Uh, unless it's Yeovil Town, you know, Yeovil Town, fucking up the glovers. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, three sided football. Brilliant. Keep it on a square pitch. Keep it how it is. Keep it on a rectangular pitch. Put one of the goals at like the dugout area so that one team is really not in a good position. And then just get the fans really drunk. <laughs> you wouldn't Let have it to all unfold. The, the, <clears throat> the cameras are going to be positioned in a way where they're going to be filming mainly the audience brawling. <laughs> and then we'll drop some steel chairs in. You know, oh, nice. maybe a barbed wire bat is hanging <clears throat> above like the halfway point, about 20 feet off the ground. There's a ladder. You know, oh, so you're, you're really adding like a paraphernalia to yeah, to, and to, you know the the local pride that comes with it. This punch up, the the local pride that comes with it. You know, I mean, you might what well, you might find. Imagine all the a... Green Street spinoffs you get from that. Oh, God. you could have a <laughs> Green great. Street fed. Imagine if you like. I'm just thinking like <laughs> this would be especially interesting during like a Ding Dong Derby, uh, for example, uh, in my home, my home of the West Midlands. Yeah, uh, I'm just thinking a triangle. Football match between West Bromwich Albion, yeah, Wolverhampton Wanderers, yeah, and Aston Villa, and uh, I just I wonder, like, because they all hate each other, but I yeah. wonder whether one would team with the other, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I feel like the Baggies and the Villa would team up against the Wolves. I'd like to think that Newcastle and Middlesbrough would team up against Sunderland. 
Yeah. As Middlesbrough's like did that yeah triangle. That'd yeah. be quite nice. Black cats would get a battering from Borough and uh, the Magpies, very likely. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That. That's definitely. I what like happened. a triangle football match. That's how I'd book it anyway. <laughs> it would take the sport element out. Completely. Oh yeah. We'll, yeah. We're now we're now booking. The sport football. element is the fan cam stuff. I just I think there is there's something to be said for for booking football like that and having like a football manager go. I'm going to be the guest. Hey, but maybe that's how it's done already. Maybe we're just too far gone. Oh, my God. Wrestling was real at one point. So you... Oh, controversial. Somebody's going to... I think there's a lot of diving going on in football, isn't there? VAR is adding to the drama. Steve Bruce was guest referee that time. We should we should have known then. Didn't Leicester have like one of those big runs where they went from like bottom to top? Yeah, Leicester you know, had like, the Daniel they, Bryan they had the, Bush. They had the Rumble number one spot. They were the Iron Man. They won the they won the Rumble. You know, to get a it's... shot at FIFA Mania. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's how it works. Put them in the World Cup. Oh. That should be it. <laughs> oh. Win the Premier League, get in the World Cup. I'm reminded of the cartoon <laughs> series, The Hurricanes. Right. We're the Hurricanes. Our champion spirit is here to stay. Is it like a Roy of the Rovers type show? Kind of, yeah. but American football. But American American soccer. Okay. And they'd always win the cup at the end. Of course. The Hurricanes, and yeah. they take on the world. Every episode, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking more like, is there like room for a football-style Harlem Globetrotters type experience? Where you have like There probably already is. I'm sure there already is. There's a lot of very, 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 very technically proficient mm. uh, people out there like uploading videos of themselves doing crazy trick shots and stuff. Oh. So like, there's a snooker trick shot championship, yeah, I believe. Burger. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's always really interesting to watch whenever I've seen footage of just like nice. mental elite level trick shots that you're like, I couldn't give a shit about snooker at all. But whenever it's something ridiculous like that, I'm like, sign me up. I'd imagine like a snooker trick shot tournament would be to, to snooker, what, 2020 is to cricket? It's uh, maybe. I, it's like golf used to have a big drive tournament as well, I think, where it was just who would hit the far, their farthest. And I imagine John Daly fucking cleaned up every time. <laughs> just absolutely classic. Just a it. tank. Just fucking... <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> You didn't say how we had to shoot it. Who was that? A bazooka. <laughs> nice. So uh, the first, so so the first triangle match in Dub C Dub history is taking place. It's going to be Sting versus Luger versus Flair. Sting's promised that he's going to come at Luger in the triangle match, the same as he would anybody. Luger promises to become the next WCW World Champion tonight. He says, "Quote friend or foe, the same thing goes for me. No holds barred. That's the way it goes." Cool, thanks, Lex. And then we have my my favourite bit of unintentional comedy of the night. Right. My favourite bit of unintentional comedy. The, the skit ends, the, the, the interview ends, and they're on the ramp. Sting's music plays. So Luger walks off, does all this. Whoa. Sting starts walking back, gives it the old, oh! Walks towards the ramp, remembers, oh shit, my match is yeah. next. <laughs> and as cool as you like, turns around <laughs> and starts walking towards the right. And you can tell on his face, he was like, fuck, 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 <laughs> What fuck, did fuck. I do that for? <laughs> yeah. It's just like the same energy as me getting out of the house and going, oh, forgot my wallet. <laughs> it was just, did you spot that? It yes. was It was wonderful. It made me so happy. God bless Sting. Because obviously he's, off, he's not even ready for, yeah. the mat, for, for the skit. And then he goes, oh, shit, now I've got the bloody match. Fine, we'll do the match with half a face paint. It's all right, his match isn't, you know, <laughs> nothing happens in it. Yeah, thankfully, it doesn't go, there's not too much trouble <laughs> as he's facing Kurosawa. Uh, Kurosawa looking to break Sting's arm. This is Kurosawa's shtick, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so he broke, was it Savage's arm first? 
Road Warrior uh, Hawks. Road Warrior Hawks first, then he went for Savage, and he's made this his, his sort of calling card mm. in WCW that he's going to target people's arms and limbs and break them apart and immediately going after Sting in very much the same way in this match. He weathers, uh, does Sting, he weathers the 30 seconds of offense from Kurosawa yeah. before locking in the Scorpion Deathlock for and the win. Not even fucking like locking it in. Like there's a, Kurosawa throws Sting the outside and gets thrown at the outside, beats Sting down, and the best thing ever happens in the match, and that's just Kurosawa turning to the camera going, ha <laughs> and then he gets back in the ring. And then, yeah, Sting locks in the Scorpion Deathlock, but it's almost like step over, step through, leg, leg. And he just kind of goes, tap. And it's like, he doesn't even get fully that. It's like, tap. Okay. All right. Well, Curious hours, like, I just want to get home tonight. Just fucking, I want to get back. <laughs> wanna, ER's on. <laughs> I want to get the last but one night bus. <laughs> so thanks, Curious Hour. We got a commercial for WCW Starcade 1995. Hemispheres collide with WCW versus New Japan. And yeah, you've got kind of like stereotypical Far Eastern music. And yeah. it's like, New Japan. And then it goes like, wow, wow. And it's like versus the, uh, versus the American side of WCW stars. It's great. It's very, very what it was of the time. Wow. Um, Dave in the Observer says um, they're adding extra WCW talent to Starcade, hence the triangle match and a few yep. other things. Uh, they're very concerned because the WCW New Japan stuff hasn't been drawing that well. Yeah, well... It's a bit anomaly, that, because I thought it would. WCW is the first place I ever saw Japanese wrestlers. Yeah. I, I, I like As a kid, I didn't really have any interest. Like, And it, 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 it took a lot of time for me to start understanding why... I should be watching more Japanese wrestling. It wasn't mm. until I was an adult that I really started getting into it. But I just didn't so much care because I was more invested in the stories around the main title picture. And I don't know if it was just a simpler time and people weren't, you know, like able to watch New Japan regularly. They've maybe seen these stars a few times. And so to an American audience, these names aren't maybe, unless you know your shit, they're not really names mm. to, to a lot of people. Could they have done more, do you think? I think so, yeah, but I, 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 the the relationship will kind of hit its full stride eventually. Yes, it will, it will. But this time it's early days. Yeah, and um, they were very nervous suddenly. About- Can we just say as well, how fucking weird is it that in 1995 it was a time before the phrase triple threat match? I think WWF came up with the phrase triple. threat. I think threat. they did, but it's just mental to to think that. It didn't even exist. It didn't as a really exist as a name or a concept for it. Right? The like mm. triple threat is just so tied in now. I think three way dance. It's part of the general glossary, that. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Three way dance from ECW, then triangle match in ECW, and now, yeah. as you say, like triple threat has become such a part of the parlance. Yeah. That you can't imagine. Well, that's a triple threat, and it's a, and it's a word that I've actually bring heard. back the triangle. <laughs> Ding. Um, I, it's a word that like I've heard used in non-wrestling talk as well. I, yeah. I, my, my, my little sensor in my brain always is a little... Yeah. When I hear people say triple threat. Like, I, it's, it's a very broad term, isn't it? But yeah. it just that's why it surprises me so much that it just wasn't you know the first American company to do it. it didn't just go, oh, triple threat. Yeah. And WWF would be really weird about them. Like They would bring them in in like 97 and they would... They just almost like they were uneasy about the concept of a triple threat. Like they had, you know, we'll do like, they'll do like the DOA versus Los Bariquas. Yeah. Uh, versus the nation in triple threat matches. I hate tag, like multi, multi, multi team tag is like where you've got to tag each other in. 
and you got to do it. And it's like, nah, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. I think because like, there's so... no way I'm going to tag in somebody else when I could win the match. They're so wavy about the rules of those. I liked when Survivor Series, yeah, uh, in like, I think 2019, where they mm. had Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, and yeah. ECW. Wow, um, and there were three in the ring at a time. Yeah, that was cool. That, that was cool. Made sense. I think maybe you know it's probably quite a lot for a referee to have to change up their style because yeah. you know a lot of these referees will have come through a largely two match or uh, sorry two person or two team match and maybe the occasional battle royal where they don't so much have to be on top of their shit. Mm. Uh, where you know everybody kind of knows the order they're going out, but you've just got to be there to maintain order. But I, I think to be all of a sudden like, okay, now there's three people in the situation. You need to be watching three people. Maybe it just takes a while for that to, to sort of seep in and yeah. become second nature. Maybe that might be part of it. And it's funny that we talk about that as we're talking about New Japan because they never really embrace the concept of... They'll do multi-team madness, three man. but it, it it occasionally pops up, but it, it's used quite sparingly. Yeah, I, I and they had a they had a, a four way fairly recently in the last couple of years, I'm sure. But the fact that we have to go last couple of years, like that wasn't like a big, 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 big special mm. special match, like at a huge deal pay per view, I think. Like whereas other companies, like as as we had with uh, the start of the year with New yeah. Japan, where you had Wrestle Kingdom, whereas other companies would have probably gone well, with it's, it's, Osprey versus Okada versus It's the purest Tagaki. way to tell the stories, though, isn't it, is yeah. in pairs. Because, you know, then you don't have to throw a third person in that maybe it was like, oh, well, we'll have you feud with him next and then him afterwards. And if you insert them, then it's like, okay, well, what do we do next? Because mm. we can't then just roll back onto those plans. And so maybe it, some of it is just like, you know, that the... the fight between two people is just a more compelling story and it adds a potential bit of jeopardy for the next match along that would come yeah and then there's not the the easy to spot sometimes like oh well he's taking the pin yeah that's yeah. true because there's yeah normally you can quite tell you can quite often tell who the fall guy yeah. is going to be in a, in a triple threat match uh, but we'll find out who falls in the one between sting aluga and flair i've never seen that match i'm very excited to watch starcade 95 i don't think i've ever seen starcade 95 period I've definitely it. seen it. I can't remember much of it. Good. <laughs> we'll, we'll learn it it's all again. It's been a long time. <laughs> Disco Inferno versus Johnny B. Bad. Benoit and Pillman teaming up. Hugh Morris in singles match action. And Eddie Guerrero versus Big Bubba Rogers. That is your lineup for WCW Saturday night this week. Why are we getting it on Nitro? I mean, Eddie versus Bubba on Nitro. Eddie versus I, Big Boss Man. What Eddie versus anybody. Point. Just, Just give yeah. me it. It's true, actually. Benoit and Pillman making a team. Yeah. As they will do more Very nice. with years to come. Uh, we have we can't have these matches on Nitro because we have a big beefy boy battle that's going to take up a bit of room as it is uh, Scott Norton versus the Giant next in a heavyweight I, clash. I was so excited about this that I wrote beef versus beef yepples. Um, <laughs> and then yepples out of Sam Driving. And then... And then nothing really happens. Yeah, it was... Because, uh, you know, I love Scott Norton. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is going to be absolutely... Oh. <laughs> I will say that he got a bit of offense. He did. Uh, we had giant, Took it to the giant. The giant man handled him to start with, though. Body slam, a stalling body slam that looked very impressive. Norton then shocked the world. He lifted up the giant. He held him there for a good couple of days and then gave him, a, gave him an atomic drop. <laughs> and then they showed the old... Uh... The old slow mo of Giants choke slam, 
But oh. Norton realizes and he's like, <gasps> great visuals because that's how the match ends. So basically, we see um, Norton coming off the top with a clothesline. And then as he comes off the air, midair, Giant grabs him by the throat. You see the, the facials of Norton are exquisite as he goes up and big and big old choke slam from the Giant. Yeah. Coming off his feet for the one, two, three. Little line in commentary that made me chuckle. Eric Bischoff talking about the main event. And he keeps laboring on this point that, hey, we'll stay as long as we have to for our big ta- WCW world title main event, Luger versus Savage. And if it goes long, we will stay with you. We are committed to bringing you the action. That's what the C in WCW stands for. Committed. World you- committed wrestling. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Or, you know what's been doing my head in, though, in recent weeks is Mongo starting to settle into it. He's starting to settle into, not commentary, I love Mongo on commentary, I think he's he's a nice little addition to the team, but he's settling into calling the company the WCW, and it does my fucking head in, because the WWF works, the World Wrestling Federation, the World Championship Wrestling doesn't work. No. If it was the World Championship Wrestling League or something, yeah, but... There is no the WCW, and you hear so many people like it's all the old WWF guys. It's Bret but they're, Hart. They're all just like the WCW, and it's like <laughs> Bret Hart does this. He yeah. when he gets in, he will call it the WCW. Yeah. But Bret had previous. I've I've listened to him over the past few years talk about his match at the SummerSlam. Yes, and like no, the Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you don't have an, a, a you don't have a guest appearance on The Simpsons, did you, The Brock? <laughs> I like that idea of him not. You not got one of the these, have you, The, <laughs> the Brock? These. And he pulls out his Simpsons figure. He pulls out his knob, um, <laughs> the knob. Uh, so yeah, so W the C stands for committed. In case, so all that literature is wrong. Committed, well committed wrestling. I feel like a few people on this roster should be committed. Ha 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 ha. Mean Gene Oakland is back. <laughs> He brings out Nature Boy Ric Flair and his new best friend, Charles Barkley. Well, he brings out Charles, Charles Barkley, shut up and jam. He brings out Charles Barkley first. So you got, you got, uh, what's the song? Is it Dos Spake? Uh, also sprack Zarathustra. Yeah. So the fucking Flair's theme hits. I just, just like, just like building a building a building. Then out walks Charles Barkley. And even the cameraman seems a bit like, hang on, is this the right order? <laughs> I just realized because whenever we do the Smackdown review I'll chuck this in for the Nitro review whenever we do the Smackdown review whenever Matthew says the year of our Lord it's the year of our Lord 2001 I yes. always go a space odyssey and that's a joke I'm going to keep going all year because I remember the end of 01 Ric Flair turns up in which case I can just go a space odyssey because that's the theme tune <laughs> there you go there's some long term booking we've planted the seed so, it's all Stanley Kubrick it was Stanley Kubrick all along you should have known he by started the off taking photos in Madison Square Garden and now he's booking WCW <laughs> the pesky bastard he asked them to do that backdrop 187 times while he filmed it this week's Nitro was actually rated NC-17 before three hours of the show had to be cut out for gratuitous sex and violence <laughs> look at you Rick and Charles Barkley. Uh, so, Barkley in 95 was playing for the Phoenix Suns, uh, and he was also considering running as a Republican candidate uh, in the election in 98. Yeah. So, uh, he, he made quite an interesting point 
in interviews around this time as well, which kind of re reflects as to what he's doing here tonight. Charles Barkley often talked about how he should never be considered a role model. Right. He says that basketball players shouldn't be trusted to raise people's kids. Parents should be the role models themselves. He got a bit of heat for these. Oh, he's fucking accurate. And I think he's bang on. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't... Like, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Just don't. Well, <laughs> just, very rarely, you know, is it going to be as picture perfect as it is in your head. And I mean, fuck, if you think about young professional athletes, mm. yeah. are you for real? Are they're, you for fucking real? Like, you, like I, you know, they, they might be the nicest people in the world, but there's no fucking way that given an 18 or 19 year old, you know, like a $30 million contract isn't just going to lead to fucking insane living for the first few years until you settle the fuck down. Of course it is. Of course it is. You cannot... You, it's you, too much to control. It's too much to handle. Like, if I was 18, somewhere at $30 million, I'd be dead within two years. I think you've said that before. 100%. Yeah, I think you've said I'd have gone full bore fucking crazy. Because <laughs> once you have enough money, there's nothing you can really do, is there? Yeah. Because you can do everything. Yeah, so money is money's no longer a concern. And it's just yeah, like, like, which must be nice. It must be incredible to have that sort of security. But at the same time, it's got to get boring. And like, then you're just going to start wanting to seek thrills and blowing yeah, all your money. Very lightly. I, I feel like that... I think... I think we've talked about this before, me and Alex, and I've just gone like, I think if I had enough money, I would I would still want to work. I would still want to create. I would still want to do stuff I want to do. Oh, God, you yeah. You just wouldn't have that financial There'd pressure. be no, like, sort of Damocles. No. No you could time. Just, you could I'd, do I'd it. be able to, yeah. Like, if I made, like, 30, 40, 50 million, I'd be like, right, Cultaholic's just going to do whatever it wants now. Yeah. It doesn't have to worry. <laughs> We're just going to make what we want to make, and it'll be what it'll be. Yeah. We'll have a lovely time with it. So Charles Barkley, uh, coming out there with Ric Flair, um, is fine, because a lot, I imagine a lot of people in a similar position to Barkley would refuse to come out with a heel. Yeah. And Charles Barkley's like, well, I'm not a role model, so and I like Ric Flair. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to work with Ric Flair. And he gets booed for, for saying something nice about Flair at the end of yeah. the promo as well. He gives it a little bit of love for Phoenix <laughs> and then says, hey, uh, Ric Flair's the man. Yeah. Boo. Uh, Ric Flair is asked um, about the triangle match. Flair completely ignores the question and puts over Charles Barkley and says that Barkley may be about to leave the NBA to become a horseman. Come on, there's about six woos that you're missing there. Oh, sorry. Woo, 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 woo. Barkley, <laughs> woo, is probably going to, woo, <laughs> leave the, woo, NBA. <laughs> Do you hear that owl? Just That's there? what he is. It's Rick Flair. Woo. <laughs> He's become a bloody owl. <laughs> he has to turn his head all the way round because his eyes can't move. Um, will Barkley... <laughs> okay, yeah, Bar Charles Barkley. Barkley leaving his sport to become a horseman. That is shocking and appalling, says Mongo McMichael. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Mongo horrified by the idea of somebody leaving their chosen sport to become a horseman. Hey, Mongo was on the 85 Bears. That's the only thing I'll <laughs> ever, ever give the Chicago Bears. I feel bad for the other 84. Uh, Ric Flair has always said the horseman is about the best athletes, and that is true. And he said that yeah. in interviews and stuff. You know, to spin forward when Mongo does join the horseman. And yeah. so many people went, what? Flair was like, well, Mongo's a great footballer. So, you know, the horsemen want the best athletes. Yeah. So... Why don't we get the best footballer in? I'm like, yeah, it's fair. So many people dismiss Mongo as a horseman, but there's actually some 
legitimacy to him being more. There's more legitimacy yeah. for Mongo being a horseman than pretty poor Roma. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, Paul. I'd say so. I'd say so. I, I just think it's uh, it's 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 very much like an early indicator of how things are going to be now, where WWE's looking at you know athletes. Mm. Uh, but Mongo was a very charismatic, very entertaining individual and i think he he was one of those people that seemed like he was larger than life yeah uh, on the field as a player and so of course he worked amazingly when he was kind of slotted in even if half the time he didn't know what he was talking about or if it didn't really seem to make much sense it was like i mean christ even down having peppy with him it all just kind of felt very big yes yeah and i, I like that about mongo uh, on to our main event of the evening, as announced, the WCW world title is on the line. Randy Savage is defending it against was, Lex Luger. I was shocked at this, because when it was like, time for the main event, and I moved uh, to check the, the, the timeline thing uh, on the network, and it was like halfway through the episode. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 25 minutes? 25 minutes? They give Luger and Savage a lot of time. Uh, Luger comes out to the ring with Jimmy Hart. Um, I'm going to say this now, and and I and maybe hindsight is 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 a different beast here. I I I hate Luger in WCW. This whole is he a baby face? Is he a Roman? Who's his friends? If it was somebody else doing it, I think I'd enjoy it more because if somebody else was in that role, I think they would be aware of adding a few more little wrinkles and bits and making it more. But Luger is so, so awkward. So awkward. I like, think... he has to be moved. Like, he has to... I feel like he has to be told, walk that way. Now walk that way. And you're giving but... him such a, such a rich, deep, like, meta storyline. I don't know if it works with Luger. But that rests solely on WCW's head. Oh, yeah, completely. They, on, they completely knew what they were getting with Lex Luger. Bischoff didn't really want Luger, but they knew what they were getting. Luger had been successful and popular in the past, though. Mm. Uh, you know, he had a run with the Four Horsemen. There was, it, it's, Luger was able to, to be an interesting figure that people wanted to see. It's just that by the time Luger comes back, Luger is now a gun for hire, really. Like, it, it's... Luger's the type of performer that doesn't seem to have made any qualms about the fact that, yeah, you know, he's in the wrestling business, but it, it's business. And so, you know, he's there to make money. And I think that if you have a guy like that, then you have to do your best to tell them absolutely everything they need to do because they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, they're there to hit all the points they're given. So if you go, go out there, smile and wave at the people, they'll smile and they'll wave at the people. Absolutely. They're not going to do anything else. But I and, and and if you give Luger very simple instructions, yeah, that's fine. But this is a really convoluted storyline with yeah, several and, different and layers. And it's going to require a certain level of wrestling, which and you know, care. not to yeah, not to be like a dick, but like Luger isn't exactly the most enthralling in ring talent. This has kind of been the problem since the Yokozuna stuff. It, it's not really clicking in a way that that you'd expect it to click because he just doesn't have that Hogan level charisma. He could like he's got the body for it. He's got like he takes so many boxes that it's like the guy fucking has to be a wrestler man. Look at him. Yeah. Like there's no other job that would be better suited to him. It's just that he's not actually that great a wrestler and he's not charismatic or that passionate about the wrestling business. Fuck, when they gave him the Lex Express. If I had the Lex Express, I wouldn't give a shit how long it took to get between fucking cities. It's like me and a few mates in a fucking bus with my name on it. It'd be yeah. brilliant. Just driving around the country. You've got a fucking team of drivers or whatever. Like, he didn't want to do that. He flew from city to city he and did. the bus he was just driven. Asked. 
Like it's stuff like that where it's like you know you know what you're getting with him. Yeah. So give him a mouthpiece or give him something very simple and make him a domineering heel. Yes. Like the narcissist or. If you want it to be a baby face, then make sure he's teamed with somebody or he's grouped with somebody that can do all the fucking talking for him. Yeah. But like uh, like a Hogan or a Sting, but they don't, they kind of keep just trying to set him up on his own. But again, you can't really blame him because look at the time, look at the time scale, look at the size of him. And it's like, mm. you know, people want to see, you know, big, muscly fucking blokes wrestling. He is a big, muscly bloke. There's got to be a way we can make it work. I'm trying to think who, outside of this big, muscly bloke, Lex Luger, yeah. we could have put into this particular role of somebody that, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is yeah. he in that camp? Is he in that camp? And they keep you guessing all the way through because they are they are passionately invested in it and they know the wrinkles and the points to hit organically. I feel like Savage would have been good. Savage would have been great for I'm, it. I'm pulling from the pool of the top guys because if you're going to use anybody, well, Pillman, obviously. Pillman, Brian I think... Pillman would have been phenomenal. I think had he come along early. a little bit earlier and continued yeah. this trajectory in like the same path so that he would have sort of hit his peak earlier, I think DDP would have been great for it DDP as well. DDP has got the chem- has got the, the charisma to do and that. And he's kind of well. got the... Yeah, he can kind of like snap like just mm. on an absolute penny. Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's, there are other people they could have put in this position, but for whatever reason, as you said there, they've put Luger in it, and I don't, and I they're not paying him much. N- no, no, because oh, because he got a much he got a his 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 pay. return deal was was fucking peanuts. Like yeah. Bischoff didn't want him, yeah. So Bischoff deliberately priced him out, and he went okay. And Bischoff went, all right, fuck it, it's that price, I'll take you. Yeah, like so, screw it, let's Great. do it. I mean, good, good move on. Bischoff's part, but anyway, either way, we have our main event. It's Luger challenging Savage <laughs> for the WCW title. Um, it's an aggressive title match. Uh, Luger, then Savage going after respective arms. Um, is it an interesting match? No. No. And it goes on for ages, but there never seems to be... It, it doesn't feel like it shifts gears. Yeah. It feels like it's kind of in third gear all the way through. Mm. And it kind of just like one minute, Savage, they're fighting and Savage is winning. The next minute, they're fighting and Luger's winning. And then there's a bit where they're like stuck at the traffic lights for a bit. Yeah. And then they start going. And it's just, it doesn't really move anywhere. Um, Incidentally, did you see the woman who looked like a time-traveling Stephanie McMahon in the front row during Macho Man's entrance? I didn't know. Yeah, it looks like there's a time-traveling Stephanie McMahon during Macho Man's entrance. Read into that what you will. Yeah, that's to warn people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Savage gets blinded by an eye rake. He almost knocks out Randy Anderson with the right hand. Yeah, Randy Anderson goes flying between the ropes. He takes a beauty of a bump. Uh, Jimmy Hart took the top turnbuckle off. Luger gets reversed as he goes to to throw Savage into the buckle. He ends up getting his own head cracked into it. And somehow this ends up with Randy again in the line of fire. Because as Randy, I believe, as Savage hits Luger's head, Luger flies back and he knocks Randy Anderson as he does. So Randy's out of the picture. Savage hits a top rope elbow, but nobody is there to count the pin. Uh, So here comes Jimmy Hart. Uh, he's got no, he, he, and he ends up sucker punching Savage. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. Flair runs out as Jimmy Hart runs out, and he, it all gets a bit wild. Yes. Yeah. Flair then uses the knucks to knock out yeah. Savage as Flair is heading to the back. We haven't seen him all week. No, but he's been suspended, so he better be at home at his Venice Beach fucking I don't know swimming pool he's wherever he lives. Not anywhere near Venice Beach. Hulk Hogan <laughs> is here. 
Uh, the first time we've seen Hogan tonight, he stops uh, the referee from counting Sam. Oh, first of all, he attacks Flair on the ramp. He then gets into the ring. Of course he does. And he stops the ref counting the three on Savage. Yeah, he Lit- nets Randy a nice DQ loss. <laughs> yes, absolutely he does. Uh, Hogan goes to wallop Luger. <laughs> so so in, in a weird bit of, like, this bitch fucking stupid. So, so Hogan's got Luger. And he's like, oh, I'm going to hit you, brother. Sting's bolt into the ring to look out for his mate Luger. Sting gets into the ring, pulls Luger away, but Hogan has already started punching. He's already started moving. So therefore, he ends up socking Sting. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, no. It's the whole moment of where time stops. Uh, this ends up uh, with Sting, Hogan and Savage all shouting at each other as we go to break. We are over our allotted time for Nitro. That's what all the sponsors were thinking. And uh, Gene Oakland's in the ring to restore order. Hogan says he's not worried about probation. <laughs> that whole thing all night. Not worried about that. Because he wants to know, what side are you on, Sting? Fuck me. We're still and Sting's here. like, I'm friends with everybody, me. I'm Sting. <laughs> I like Randy. And I like Lex. And I like you, Terry. And I think that we can all just be friends. <laughs> and, and Terry's just like looking at him like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Terry's looking at him going... Like, uh, you better not lose any faith in me, brother. To which Sting goes, if I ever lose my faith in you. (laughs) Can we just say how fucking much better WCW exposed corners look than (laughs) WWE ones? They do look nice. It's a very specific thing. They do look nice. And the thing is, ring ropes are fucking, they hurt. Like, they're not, like, ring ropes if they're... They're not ropes. No, they're, they're not ropes in WCW, but ring ropes in general on the corner... They're under the most tension, right? They're being held and pinned into the corner. It's not like when you go to the corner, the ropes are just as soft as they are in the middle. So it still hurts to have your head driven into it because you've still got the metal ring at the front of the rope. But it looks like rope because it is rope and it's a bit like, ah, it's rope. WCW, it's steel like electrical cables, like elevator cables, I think it is. So it's like bolts and a massive hook, and some welding, and then a, a, it's got like a, a fucking turnbuckle point where it attaches to, and it's all just like, like exposed, oily, horrible metal. And it looks like, oh, f- that's going to fucking gear tetanus. That's going <laughs> to do so much damage to you. Uh, it does. Uh, Hogan looks like he didn't do some damage to Sting after Sting says, I'm on your side, Hogan. And Hogan's like, look, your, your mate Lex Luger is a bloody wrong un. Uh, and no, Hogan, tell the truth. Hogan's like, are you on my side, are you? Are you Sting? And kiss it. And he turns around and just exposes his ass. He's like, go sad, on. Sadly, is it Go on. Happened. Go on, Steve. Was, kiss it. Pucker up, brother. Kiss it, Steve. <laughs> kiss my hot dog skinned ass. And this he pulls down his pants. Over for and he's got, he's got the Herta hot dog logo just branded on him. Just... <laughs> Macho Man explodes because he's sponsored by Slim Jims. <laughs> Too many meat products around the it's same like, time. It's like the Ark of the Covenant opening, but Randy Savage's every <laughs> one of his orifices. Bells. No, no, like he's he's like bah, and it's all light, just going like bleh, <laughs> and his saying. fingertips, and he just turns into a pile of clothes. And then Bishop goes, "We're out of time. See you next week." We see Hulk Hogan, like Undertaker, getting back into a coffin or something, like in a promo. Hogan's just like talking up close and it starts slow point. I was like, hold on, why is he rotating? And it just turns out he's on a hot dog warmer. 
Why didn't you do any of this, Bish? And then, do we then get like you went with fucking like, Russo? You could have had this. Do we then get shots like the clouds going really quickly, <laughs> flowers dying? Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes beautiful. up with like Herda Hot Dogs, official sponsors of World <laughs> of the WCW. Committed Wrestling, the WCW. Um, <laughs> here's here's the boring shit that happened because that's far better. That is far better. <laughs> Sting says, I'm on your side. Luger is his best friend. Uh, Hogan says, all right, prove it next week when we face Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. That's Nitro. What a shite bag of a show. <laughs> yeah. Hogan and Sting still can't quite figure their shit out. They'll get together to fight Flair and Anderson next week. And he's promised to keep Luger at bay. I sort of wish we had more space back here. I want to joust. <laughs> I want to just like... Oh my God, I wasn't ready. That's not fair. I wasn't ready. If you're watching like on the, jumps. if you're watching on the Patreon, <laughs> if not, just imagine us charging at just each other. Just imagine us charging at each well, other. If we fall, we have to fall that way and smash our heads off the table. We cannot fall at the expense That makes of perfect sense. Ready? Three, right, three two, two, one. one. All right. Okay. One more. One more round. Feel it. Three, two, two one. one. Sumo. <laughs> <laughs> that was nitro. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. <laughs> Triple jump watching us through there. Hello, friends. So, uh, it was shit this week, wasn't it? <laughs> It'll look up in the new year. Yay, when it, yeah, we're at that weird bit, aren't we, where it's not Oh, quite... we're going to have Christmas in April, aren't we? We are indeed, mate. Yeah! Christmas in July. <laughs> Christmas in we April. We best bring in our jumpers for the Christmas special. Should we do a Christmas special with jumpers? Should we get a roast? <laughs> Should we just carve a turkey? A full-on That's chicken one of my favourite things they used to do on Sky for the... Um, for the NFL coverage, he used to have a guy called Cecil. And Cecil was like one of the American pundits who used to play. Right. Uh, and the Thanksgiving special, they'd always have a turkey. And it would start with like the big turkey in the shot. And they're all kind of, ha, 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 because it's a day full of football in America. So they've got a long shift ahead of them. And you'd tune back in at like midnight. And Cecil would still be carving the corpse of that same turkey <laughs> to the point where it's just a husk. And he's just trying to mine any meat he can off it. That should just be us, just cutting slice after slice of turkey meat. Maybe we will. And that'll be a treat for you on the Patreon. Uh, Nitro back next Eating week. turkey with Sam and Tom, an all-new series. A quarterholic original. Let's talk turkey. From Stars Play. Talk turkey. That's what we do. Uh, next week's main event, it is going to be uh, Lex Luger and Hogan versus Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Other stuff as well. Until we are next together. He is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Coldholic on Twitter. Sam was just eating his nose. Don't forget to join us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 